in this episode of the Live Damn Well podcast. And so what that does is with our head always down and our cervical extensors or the muscles in the back of our head always extended and our flexors, the ones kind of under our chin, always contracted, is it can position us to have tension headaches, migraine headaches. Life is stressful enough. And when we think, oh man, it's, it's always the stress that's on me from work or from my family or from my significant other. Well, those are legitimate reasons, but it's also because your muscles are pulled out. So that's how pain is felt. Just because you have pain in one area doesn't mean that's where it stems from. Different uh, conflicting information on, you know, how much time should we actually be dedicating to, to movement? And, you know, I have my own idea, you know, approximately what that should look like, but you know, for someone who just wants to start out, and as you said, they want to make it uh, something that's that's long term, right? They don't just want it to be that short little uh, New Year's resolution half-assed, but they actually want to do it long term. How can they start out and not burn out? My name is Jorge Roman, author of Return to Human, certified health coach in training, metabolically flexible individual, and insulin-sensitive human. In this podcast, I will relentlessly ask, why is there so much conflicting information about health, nutrition, and lifestyle recommendations? Is there more to the story? Or are those individuals involved with natural and alternative health just a bunch of pseudoscientific quacks? I will often have solo episodes discussing relevant scientific research around nutrition, supplementation, powerful lifestyle practices, and will sometimes be joined by two friends and co-hosts. I'll also be interviewing thought leaders from all walks of life in an attempt to discover what truly makes someone sick or healthy. I will do this with no agendas, no dogma, just truth, regardless of the fact that I will inevitably trigger some narrow-minded and myopic individuals. To live damn well doesn't mean living life perfectly. We're all gonna die someday, so striving for ultimate health is a pretty counterproductive goal. Rather, I hope to learn for myself and empower others to fulfill their purpose and enjoy life, all while being disease-free, energetic, and in control of their biology. I believe humanity already has all of the tools to create a life which is disease-free and highly fulfilling. Now we just need to do the hardest part, cutting through the divisive, arrogant, and closed-mindedness which holds us all back from creating the world we deeply desire. Thank you for joining me on this journey, and I hope to help you on yours. Welcome to the Live Damn Well podcast. My name is Jorge Roman and my guest today is Matt Peel, corrective exercise specialist and author of Athlete in the Game of Life. After obtaining his undergraduate degree in marketing in 1997, he then went on to pursue a career in fitness as a personal trainer, becoming a National Exercise and Sports Trainers Association personal fitness trainer in 2008. Since then, Matt has worked with numerous clients ranging from their teens to people in their 90s and has been a speaker at numerous health and lifestyle events nationwide. Matt, thank you for coming on the podcast. Hey, Jorge. Thank you. Glad to be here today. So the first question I have for you is, why did you decide to shift away from marketing and towards the fitness world? Well, I really never did shift away from marketing because right? if we think about it, Sales is everywhere and everything we do, right? from wine to go to a dinner to a certain place with your significant other or have your kid you know, pick up their room, you're selling. 
So <laughs> I'm still in marketing and sales, but instead of marketing and sales, um, copy machine or copier, like I did from first job, I'm marketing and selling myself in fitness. So it's really just pursuing my passion. Uh, but if you think about it, everybody, everybody's in sales. You know, say, oh, I hate sales. Well, then you, you're not talking because talking is, is basically sales. We're having a, we're having a sales conversation right here in a sense. So it's trying to sell people on our ideas. So I, I, I love bringing that up with people. And I, I think on a quick aside, like when you talk to fitness professionals and the ones that are successful are the ones that actually grasp that concept that they're here to sell something, whether it's their services, their books, their, their whatever. And the ones that just think, oh, I'm just a great trainer. I like to work out. Those are the ones that never make it. No, that's a good point. I mean, we came out of the womb in sales, except we were just screaming and crying and said, now we actually have the words to, to make that more articulate. But I totally agree with you. That's a good point. <laughs> so to start off, um, you wrote this book called Athlete in the Game of Life, which by the way, again, that's an awesome title. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about that book. So it really came about through the pandemic. So the pandemic sucks, as we all know, and we're experiencing it. Uh, some good things did happen. Uh, look at online ordering and um, any types of products you can order online, for example, as opposed to going to the store. So seeing from years of working with clients and the exercise that they cannot perform because their bodies aren't working properly because they sit all day, even before we got into this situation, you know, they're driving 45 minutes into work. They walk in, they're sitting for still the same amount of time, eight to 10 hours at their desk, and then get up and they drive home or maybe they ride the train or something like that home. So the situation has been around for a while and it just takes years of experience to figure out like, what do you want to do? Where do you really want to kind of fit in and working with older adults and then even kids and seeing these same problems happen. I thought, well, here's an opportunity to really talk about correcting our posture get in our muscles to work properly, get in our joints to work properly and sync with each other. So that way we can go out and enjoy the things that we like doing better, whether it's working out in the gym, whether it's playing golf, hiking, uh, tennis, gardening, um, badminton, whatever it may be, you know, if, unless the muscles of the musculoskeletal system, it's a mouthful works in conjunction with each other. You're, you're not going to get the results and, and have the enjoyment that you want. Right. So obviously now more people are working from home, gyms and fitness centers are sadly shut down. And so I really think this is, you know, perfect, relevant stuff right now for people because everyone's, you know, hunched over, whether they like it or right. not, they're going to be at a computer right. for hours and hours per day. So aside from the problems, which most people are aware of, like poor metabolic and cardiovascular health from being you know, sedentary all the time, what problems arise musculoskeletally from being sedentary and hunched over position for so long? One of the things, so if we start at the top with our head and neck is when we have our always looking down on our phones, or our heads are forward into the screen. It's something called forward head position or another popular term for this called text neck. And so what that does is with our head always down and our cervical extensors or the muscles in the back of our head always extended and our flexors, the ones kind of under our chin always contracted is it can position us to have tension headaches, migraine headaches. Life is stressful enough 
And when we think, oh man, it's, it's always the stress that's on me from work or from my family or from my significant other. Well, those are legitimate reasons, but it's also because your muscles are pulled out. So that's how pain is felt. Just because you have pain in one area doesn't mean that's where it stems from. And a lot of that also happens with people with shoulder impingement and shoulder pain when they can't figure out why is my shoulder always hurting? I'm not, I haven't done anything, you know, played a sport or lifted any weight to figure out why do I always have this tightness? Probably doesn't start there. That's where the pain's at. It often will start because you have tightness here. At, I know, you know we can see each other in the Zoom, but for others in your trapezius muscles or in your, your neck muscles, those are tight. So when you start to stretch those a little bit, then you might realize, oh, my shoulder kind of feels better. So everything's connected. And there's a term out there. It's called regional interdependence. And what that big fancy word with a lot of syllables means is that the body's connected. So dysfunction or imbalance in one area can show up in pain in another area. So we have to address really that whole connection to make sure that we're getting our bodies in proper alignment. Now, I love that you brought that up because um, I think one of the first few episodes I did, I had a chiropractor on, on the podcast and, you know, we talked about exactly that, how the central nervous system is completely interconnected. I mean, there isn't any part of us that's isolated from another. So sure, you may have a problem somewhere else in the body and it may manifest, you know, in another place. So I think that's, that's super important. And it's actually something that I saw when I was, uh, you know, a competitive swimmer and something that I really love to hammer in on whenever I'm, I'm on a podcast, because, you know, something I like to say is, okay, metabolic health is immune health. Immune health is, you know, helps with longevity and brain health and everything is really connected when you really buckle down and look at it. Oh, absolutely. Even when you will take, do, perform a basic squat, for example, everyone knows what a squat is, whether you're in the gym or not. When someone does a squat and I do a movement assessment with them, and I notice that they're leaning forward and they lean forward into it. Typically, it's because actually they have tightness at their ankles and they don't realize it. It's their calf muscles that are tight and it's their shin muscles that are weak that are pulling that body forward where they think it might be somewhere because they have low back pain and, and, and low back pain might be a part of it. But again, why is that? And so as we look and try to narrow down and just like a doctor figure out, well, it's not A, it's not B, it's not C, it's got to be D. So that's what also I do with my clients. And that's what corrective exercise specialists do is figure out, well, let's get rid of one area, figure out if it's here, if it's here, or if it's here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's big. And people, I don't think connect that, like you said, that everything is, you know, in, in connected with each other. Right. So for someone at home, how would they exactly go about identifying which part? Because like you said, you know, you may get migraines from, you know, your, your neck being really tensed up. How does someone go about and identify that place? Well, it's hard to do so without obviously the, the training and the education. So to, I wouldn't say just, uh, I don't want a lay person in a sense or someone that hasn't gone through it. Let's figure out where I'm at because you're, you're going to have to go through the training and, deduct those steps and deduct those areas. So if we go from the pain in the neck, typically it would be from what are you doing all day long? Let's start with that. So if a person is sitting on their couch, which is the second place that they sit most while they're working from home, the dining room table being number one, and how are you leaning forward every day? And just kind of be aware of that. 
and from there you can make some change. You can sit up a little straighter or you can go from the couch to the table, or if there's a place that you can stand, like I'm standing now as we're doing this, then that's even better to then get your body in a proper alignment. And if you can just be more cognizant of that, everything else will start to change a little bit for you, but you, it really just starts with that awareness. So one, one quick story is uh, I had a fraternity brother reading my book and he said, dude, this is the first book that I've ever read that's made me sit up straighter instead of trying to curl into the book and get comfy on the couch and, and none of the blankets. Like, no, I'm the opposite. I'm sitting up a little bit. My shoulders are back. All of a sudden my, my neck is, is in alignment and uh, I'm very aware of now what's going on around me. So no, that's funny. super important. Yeah. No, another reason to uh, have good posture. So I was looking through, uh, you know, your website, some of your other interviews that you've done, and you, you talk about this concept called kinetic chain and kinetic points. So I found that to be pretty interesting. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's very similar. The, the basic checkpoints, if we start from the bottom, are your, your feet and the ankles, then your knees, then you have your LPHC, which is called your lumbopelvic hip complex, also kind of part of your low back. Then you have your thoracic spine, which is kind of your mid back. And then you have your, your head and neck area. And those are all connected together. And those are your checkpoints. And those are where your, most of your movement revolves around. Obviously we have our elbows and then we have our, our toes and our fingers, but it still stems from these areas. And it's not just a fact of let's stretch an area. But we also have to strengthen the corresponding weak area. So I'll just give a quick uh, example there again with the feet and ankles. That's where it starts because that's our first part of contact with the ground. So it's stretching the calf muscles and then doing an exercise to strengthen the shin muscles or it's called the anterior tibialis. And when we can do both of those in conjunction, then we can begin to work. It'll typically correct problems with the knees, maybe problems with the hips, because again, everything is connected within those checkpoints. Oh yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, uh, actually I've been recently adopting a new practice that I want to get your thoughts on. So ancestrally, when we look at modern hunter gatherer populations, like the Hadza or like the Maasai in Northern Tanzania, for example, which is very well studied, we see continuous physical exertion you know, whether it be light walking or actively hunting, but what we don't see is, you know, them sitting around for eight hours a day and then working out really hard for an hour. Right. And that would be very, very rare. So I know most people probably aren't going to be able to simulate this, you know, exactly because, you know, you have to sit and work, but, um, they maybe can do something called intermittent exercise. And so because of this concept, a few days a week now, I've actually been setting aside time, you know, a few minutes every hour or so to target a muscle group or muscle groups uh, and exercise no matter what task I'm currently working on. Because there's really this growing body of research on this concept showing uh, significant metabolic benefits from this type of exercise. So what are your thoughts on that? And could you give any, you know, specific exercises? Absolutely. So if you go to the CDC's 2018 physical activity guidelines report, they discuss that and they discuss a big part of this new report, I suppose the one in 2008 talks about what short bursts of energy or short bursts of exercise can do and can have the same effects as a longer bout. You know, in 2008, they said, well, you know, we need to be 
active for 30 minutes a day. Well, maybe not everybody has that 30 minutes altogether, but they can chop it up. And so what these new guidelines say is that can be just as beneficial, just as beneficial, you know, five to 10 of moderate to vigorous. And I think that's the difference there, Jorge. It's not just let me go stroll around the block. It has to be moderate to vigorous. And then it also brings the cognitive benefits of, you know, increasing uh, brain cell production in the hippocampus. So that's all related. And, and back to the Maasai, they're constantly moving. They're also, their brains are also a lot more primed than ours as we just sit and stare at a device all day. So what are some exercises you can do? Well, if, if we're just here at home, for example, uh, march in place, right? That'll get the heart rate up, keep the knees up, feel your glutes working, feel your quadriceps working. A lot of working out is also mental. Do you have stairs at your house like I do? Go up and down the stairs a few times. That'll get your heart rate up. Um, some other things you can do, you know, push-ups, compound movements, um, again, squats, just hold. Do you have, get a gallon jug of water if you need some extra weight. Uh, you can do things like a, a one-leg Romanian deadlift or one-leg straight-leg deadlift. Works also your balance. So it's standing on one leg, hinging at the waist, pushing your weight back so the heel weight is on your heels and trying to touch your toes. Do that, you know, same hand to the same leg. Those are a couple examples that we can do without any weights that can be just as challenging, especially for someone trying to get started. That, that's, that's awesome. That, that answered my question because, you know, also another part of it is that one hour or, you know, 45 minutes that we do with this um, rising culture of no pain, no gain, we actually might tend to overdo it. And it might just be, you know, another stressor that adds to our lifestyle rather than being something that can be super beneficial, which, you know, we know exercise to be. Absolutely. And what's happening right now is, is, is New Year's resolutions, right? So come Friday, and as this podcast is put out there, whenever it is, it's that big rush, right? I got to lose 30 pounds by tomorrow. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you didn't put 30 pounds on, on yesterday. It's not going to go off tomorrow. So why am I going to go to gym day one where you feel amazing and then you're so sore the next day and the day after that, you go, well, the hell with this, man. I'm, I'm not coming back. So it is. It's change our mindset now and do something, one simple change. Do it each week. One change each week. And in four weeks, you've done four changes, right? And that could make this resolution, as I call it, reject the resolutions, the kind of little thing I'm putting out, can make things maybe stick longer with you and be a healthier lifestyle than just going all in right now, destroy myself, and then say, man, forget this. Today, I want to turn your attention to another habit in addition to the inactivity which has been plaguing our society lately, mindlessly munching on junk food. So this is why I want to talk about Hugh Kitchen today. So after trying to live a healthy lifestyle, avoiding junk food, exercising, reading food labels, co-founders Jordan Brown, Jason Karp, and Jessica Karp still knew there must be some other way to feel and perform better. Because to be frank, it's really hard to do that with all the processed food that's out there that wasn't so geared towards health. So after a lot of experimentation and research, they finally went all in and created the nutritious and delicious food they offer at Hugh Kitchen. Now I've tried 
pretty much everything they have and I can't recommend it highly enough, especially if you're looking for a healthier alternative to chocolate, candy, and chips. Now they offer fully organic, grain-free, delicious crackers with a hint of rosemary. They have dark chocolate, lightly sweetened with organic coconut sugar and filled with almond butter, organic raspberries, hazelnut butter, or cashew butter. Now, that being said, there is zero need to live a bland lifestyle to stay on track with your health goals. They're also great to give as health-conscious gifts to friends or family. So here's what they offer. Since you're probably, and hopefully, a loyal podcast listener, you can get 10% off site-wide using code JORGE, J-O-R-G-E. The link is in the description. I hope you give them a try. Now back to the show. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I know it's the same, the same cycle every single year that Russia Groundhog people, Day. Exactly. That <laughs> Russia people trying to accomplish a certain goal, then they overdo it the first few weeks and it's done. It's up. Well, that's not happening next year. Maybe next year, right? So Maybe there's, there's a lot of different uh, conflicting information on, you know, how much time should we actually be dedicating to, to movement? And, you know, I have my own idea, you know, approximately what that should look like. But, you know, for someone who just wants to start out, and as you said, they want to make it uh, something that's, that's long term, right? They don't just want it to be that short little uh, New Year's resolution half-assed, but they actually want to do it long-term. How can they start out and not burn out? First, I think, is enjoyment. Do something you enjoy doing. It's great to challenge yourself. Uh, and I'll take me, for example. I hate running. I despise running. I, if you call me up, say, hey, Matt, this is Jorge. You want to go uh, jog for three or four miles? I got something to do. Even if I don't, I got something to do. So I'm not going to go out and jog. But if you say, hey, Matt, this or do you want to go uh, you know, play basketball? I'm down. I, we could be the same amount of time out there, but I'll enjoy basketball a whole lot more than I will jogging for four miles. That sucks to me. So figure out something you like. And then from there, just build on that. If it is playing basketball, well, just go outside and play horse. That might be enough to get your, your heart rate up. And then you'll find you'll enjoy a little bit more and you get a little bit better at it and you get a little bit more confidence and you'll maybe do some more basketball games. So I would, that's number one, do what you enjoy. And same thing back on the gym when people say, oh, I'm going to get up and be at the gym at 530. Well, do you wake up at 530 now? No. Well, that means you actually got to wake up at like at four or 430 to get the gym for 530. Is that going to happen? Probably not. Well, then let's not even say that in the first place. I find that, um, you know, as a new health coach now, that that is really the hardest part. It's not imparting knowledge on people because, you know, people are smart. They know that maybe having cheesecake every day isn't the best thing to do, but it's the implementation of that. I mean, we have these reward systems in place for a reason. Now all we have to do is kind of, you know, play with that, you know, use it to our advantage. So like you said, finding something that you actually enjoy that that is exactly what you should be looking for, especially when you're starting out, because you need to have some sort of reward system. If it's, you know, you're beating yourself up all the time, that's not going to work. No, you're not going to enjoy that. And, and we do need a reward. And the reward doesn't need to be eating the whole cheesecake. You know, and, and I think that's the other flip side of it is, well, I've walked around the block today. Let me go back down and I've burned enough calories for that cheesecake. Uh, no, you haven't. 
Right. <laughs> so let's let's have better expectations on rewards. Like I said, doing something we enjoy and something we enjoy within our boundaries now. I think we'll naturally progress and challenge ourselves that we realize, well, one trip around the block isn't anything for me anymore. Let me try one and a half. Let me try two. The next thing you know, you are going further and no one's had a prodder up your ass to say, go do it. You better do this or else X is going to happen to you. You kind of do it on your own and then you feel better about yourself. Now, looking through a little bit of your work, you explain that stretching, contrary to popular belief, may not actually be the way to go in some instances. And, you know, I've actually noticed this in myself. I have very strong quads, but, you know, the glutes are totally lacking. Uh, and so my hip flexors are incredibly tight. And, you know, they've been that way, you know, ever since I they started competitive swimming. And so that was, it was that way despite the stretching. And it wasn't until much later where I learned, no, you don't need to be doing that much stretching. What you need to do is strengthen the opposing muscle. So what are some, you know, can you talk a little bit more about that? And also what are some of the corrective exercises you could do? That's a great point right there, Hori, and a, a perfect body part that people lack or, or they, I'm sorry, they, they don't work on. So yeah, we do need to stretch the quadriceps, we need to strengthen the hip flexors, but we also need to um, strengthen those glutes and hamstrings. A simple, easy way to do it, even at home, is what's called bridging or a glute bridge or a ham glute bridge. There's many terms for the same exercise, right? We lay down flat on our back. We bend our knees, bring our feet close to our butts, put our hands down to our sides. I say palms up because resist the urge to use your hands to help. And then just push those hips up as high as you can. Learn to activate those hamstrings and those glutes. Plus, it stretches your, your hip flexors all in one. That can be done anywhere, anytime. Again, you don't have to go to the gym, your bedroom, your living room, your dining room, right there next to your computer. Do a couple sets of 15 to 20. And in time, and I don't mean like four years time, but a couple weeks time doing that two or three times a week, you will feel better. You will strengthen those opposing muscles, which will then help everything else get back into alignment. No, that makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's what I started discovering. And so for people with, you know, not that exact problem, but with back pain or neck pain, uh, are there some simple things, you know, they can get up for a few minutes and do? Yeah, that's a great one. actually for back pain because people don't realize how tight that is. And then that pulls your whole body over. So when you stretch your abdominal muscles and your hip flexors and your quadriceps, that can help you stand up straighter strengthening those hamstrings and glutes are, is great for it. Another thing that can help with the low back is something called a prone Cobra. So what is that? Well, let's lay face down. We're going to put our arms out to our side and they just, we're just going to try and lift our upper body up as high as we can and then gently bring ourselves down. Again, you don't need weight. You don't need a gym. This can be done at home. So you can do a set of, of glute bridges, flip over, do a set of Cobras, same thing, 12, 15, 20. Do those a couple times a day, two to three days a week, and you'll be able to notice your, your back pain starting to go away. I even had another personal trainer uh, call me and ask me. She said, man, I'm hunched over now doing this other job, you know, as gyms are closing, trying to find make some income, and my back is killing me. And, and I'm trying to stretch it. I said, it's not the stretching. You need to strengthen it. And so I reminded her of that, 
because she has a similar certification to me through National Academy of Sports Medicine, just being a personal trainer. She's like, oh, yes, I feel so much better. Hello. So it works. So in, in your life, what are, you know, what have you found to personally be something that you have to do every day just because it keeps you, you know, muscularly well? I find that I'm very, even more cognizant of where my head is. And if I feel myself start to touch a little bit, I, I really pick myself up a little bit more. So one thing that I do for myself is something called a wall angel. And what you're going to do, and this helps with your posture and your neck and tightness in your chest and, and weakness in your back, stand up tall as much as you can, feet up against the wall behind you, head against the wall. Start with your arms straight up above your head, and then you're going to slowly bring your arms down, pushing your elbows towards that wall so that then your arms are about a 90 degrees or an L. And if you're hunched over the computer, that is going to be excruciating. You haven't touched a weight at all. All you're doing is bringing your arms down and forcing your body to be in proper alignment. So you can bring them down and hold as a stretch, or you can do as an exercise and go count three or four seconds, bring your arms down, hold for a count or two, and then push them up quickly and then bring them down nice and slow. I work with my mom on this. As a matter of fact, just at Christmas time when I was out visiting her. So that's another great exercise you can do just right there at home. Awesome. Uh, and are there, because I know a lot of people are probably going to, you know, trying to be thinking about this in their heads and trying to contort their bodies in different ways to try to, uh, you know, follow these instructions. So, you know, is there your website? Do you have more uh, resources people can use? Um, yeah, I, I do have uh, a monthly membership that they can uh, join. And we talk about exercises such as that. Uh, I have a free report on my website that they can get. It's called um, exercise, basically three exercises to help with back pain that your doctor doesn't know. And we, we talk about some of those areas too. Um, and then just the individual coaching. Uh, but some of the exercises I've talked about, you know, they're not top secret. You can go onto YouTube and look at a pic and you'll get an image of it or, or a video of it. People do bridges all the time. People do the prone cobras, all angels, maybe not as much, but um, those other two, they're out there. Awesome. So before we get into some of the links and, you know, your book, uh, I usually do some rapid fire questions at the end to every single Love guest it. that comes on the show. So let's do it. Number one is what is the most important health promoting habit you personally do every single day to support your mental and physical health? That would be um, reading for mental health. And then physical health is standing, standing as much as I possibly can. People don't realize just that is a big difference in their lives. So they can find a way to stand while they're doing a task as opposed to sitting. It does actually burn a little bit more calories in doing so, and you'll feel better by standing longer. Now, what is the most important or coolest thing that you've learned recently? Um, excuse me, probably actually that wall angel. It's helped me. It's helped me a lot. The first time I did it, I was screaming in pain, even we're not immune just because we're a trainer or a corrective exercise specialist. We're human. Our muscles work the same way. So doing that was pretty awakening to me is how tight I, I was and still am uh, with my back and, and my chest. Yeah. You know, I'm actually going to 
go do that right after this interview. I, I tell you, one of my clients calls it the crucifixion. <laughs> that's his nickname for it. And that's how I talk to everybody now. Look, let's do the crucifixion. And they do it. And you could just see it in their face. And they go, ah, yeah. it's brutal, man. So last question. What drives you to get up in the mornings on the days you least want to? I've always been an athlete. So going to a practice, going to a game, whether it's, I've, I played soccer my entire life. So whether it's cold outside or hot or it's raining, I'm just, it's what we do. Um, I think you, you just got to figure out again, what is your, why, why are you doing this? How do you, how does it make you feel? And it goes back to that enjoyment factor. If you're not having a little bit of enjoyment, maybe not in the process of it, but the results, you're not going to do it. So you got to find that energy or that peace or that action that's going to make you and help you enjoy what you're doing. So you'll get up and do it again. You know, like I said, I don't, I don't get up at four in the morning to be at the gym at five 30. That doesn't do turn me on at all. So I don't do it. I don't expect someone else to do the same thing. Yeah, no, that's a, that's an amazing point that we brought up a little bit earlier. Like you got to make it enjoyable. You ha- it has to be sustainable for you and something that you can hold long-term. So where can people find out a little bit more about you? You know, Instagram, Facebook links. Right. So my website, mattpeel.com, that's P-E-A-L-E. That's how you spell my last name. Uh, you can download a free report there and find out a way to get a free copy of my book. You can go to my Facebook page, which is Athlete in the Game of Life, and follow me on Twitter at Matt Peel and LinkedIn, same thing, Matthew Peel. Those are the best ways to get in, uh, get in touch with me. I like your rapid fire, though. I, I hosted a show um, a couple years ago, and I did something like that, but I would come up with questions way out in, in left field, maybe something seasonal. You know, we're, yeah, we're big yeah. in Mardi Gras down here. And so I would just ask them like, a random thing on Mardi Gras and boom, boom, boom. And they'd have a good time and laugh at it. Yeah, so, no, I've been thinking about changing them up a little bit, uh, you know, by by season or what's relevant at the time. So, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely keep fun. that in mind. It's fun. It, yeah. it, it's, fu- it's fun to do things like that. So I had fun when I looked them up. I was oh, they're not going to know this one. And I just throw it out there. Awesome. So I'll have all of those links in the show notes uh, for everyone to go, you know, check out all of your information. And if they want to have uh, personalized coaching sessions with you. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Hoy. Appreciate it. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and you've enjoyed some of my other episodes, it would be very, very helpful to me if you could share this with your loved ones, share this with your family and friends and give this a review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. That would be very, very helpful. Navigating the world of health and wellness is anything but straightforward. So if you're a little bit confused as to you know, what things are harmful, is this food good, is this food bad? Well, spoiler alert, it's not that simple. However, I and many others have done the heavy lifting. So I put together a book called Return to Human, how modern medicine, the media, and the mundane have destroyed our immune systems and how to move back towards optimal health. The full version is available on Amazon. Now it's around 70 or 80 pages. And so it's really a simple guidebook that you can use and an introduction to all of the major aspects of health, which is why I think it's so helpful for people who are kind of confused and lost. Here's what I cover. 
I cover the top six aspects of health, which if compounded, if combined together, and all of these things are done properly, then you can have amazing effect on your overall health. Because, you know, unlike what many health gurus claim, one thing will not make a healthy person. Multiple things will give you a 1%, a 2%, even a 10% if you're lucky, increase in your overall quality of life. Now that's what I set out to do when I wrote this book. So I cover those top six. I tell you very, very simple things that one, damage your immune health and your overall health. Two, how you can do the appropriate thing based on research, right? And it's not a medical recommendation. Of course, I want you to do your own research. You are responsible for you, but it's a great starting point if you're a little bit confused. Now, I understand that right now you may not want to dish out a few dollars, even though it is $3 right now on Amazon. That's okay. Because mindset is inextricably tied to your immune health, so your emotional state, your mindset, all of that directly affects how your immune system functions in response to a virus or bacterial infection and so forth. So I made that chapter 100% free for you to download. It gives you some very simple tools that you can use to reduce stress, to calm the nervous system, all in a way that's free or very, very affordable. Now, if you want that, you can click the link in the description, which says free download to chapter two, or simply head over to livedamwell.com. I hope you check it out. I hope it helps, and I'll see you in the next episode.